welcome back to the Board Game Community Show. My guest today is a co-founder at Stone Circle Games. He's a board game designer, designed Horrible Hex. They have a Kickstarter going right now, Battle for Baternia, Pixelvania, an expansion to Battle for Baternia. It's going until April 22nd, so there's still time to go back it. And even if you haven't backed it, they said they're going to be doing the backer kit, or you'll be able to late pledge. So, so go check it out on Kickstarter. So without any further delay, our guest, John Texera Moffat. Hello, John. Evening. How you doing, really? Good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. I'm doing as well as I can these times, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Surviving, right? Right. How's your Baternia going? Uh, pretty well. We funded uh, Sunday. We hit our goal, and now we're just shooting for stretch goals. So that means we got to scramble and get our get out sprites and previews of all that good stuff we've got hidden behind extra tiers. <laughs> that is really exciting. How much of it is prepared? Yeah, so all the core heroes we had designed for quite a while, and then um, you know, we had sprites of them done. So for the expansion heroes, we've got the sprites either done or, or in process with Fabio Fontes. And then uh, as far as designing them, we've got like, we know what their powers are. We need to tweak some you know names and wording and, and probably a couple numbers here and there, but they're basically designed. Um, a lot of the artwork, you know, on the cards and stuff isn't done yet because we didn't know if we could afford it yet, but <laughs> we're, we're, we're working on that now. And you guys have done quite a few, quite a few quick Kickstarters, right? Uh, we have done... Let me see one, two, three, four. This is our so this is our fourth Kickstarter. Um, oh, yeah. Our first one was for a game called Horrible Hex, um, which we just got through with by the skin of our teeth. <laughs> um, the second one was was the first time we tried Battle for Eternium. We did not fund. Um, we learned quite a bit from that. I think uh, we made some mistakes. We we didn't we weren't quite as ready as we, we should have been. So we came back, uh, you know, four or five months later. And then knocked it out of the park, and this is our fourth uh, Kickstarter for the expansion. Wow, that is awesome. So you might hear my, my son jumping around the background there. <laughs> <laughs> That's my other my other, other job. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. You have uh, three kids, right? I have three kids, yeah. Do, do, do you have any? No, no kids. Not yet. A bunch of cats. <laughs> <laughs> the, how long have you... Uh, are you married, I take it? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, how many? How long have you been married? Uh, let's see. We got married in. Uh, I know how old I was. I just remember what year it was. <laughs> <laughs> we got married in uh, two thousand seven. Was um, so like fourteen was, years about. Oh, almost there. Yeah, yeah. Almost that's there. exciting. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> Especially with this last year not counting. Years of time flying by. Uh, I don't know. I think it either counts as an extra two or three years. Hey, everything's or... in terms of the before, the before four, and the the now, right? No, there's just this big gap we're all going to have collectively. It's going to be fun. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the blip from the Marvel universe. Exactly. Exactly. And then we're going to deep blip at some point and be like, "What the? What were we doing that whole time?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happened with remember that? We were. Yeah. Remember what we did? Oh yeah. We did. I just survived some way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Have you seen, I'm a big TV show uh, guy. So there's a show called uh, last man on earth. 
I, I started that one. I, I don't know why. I can't remember. I think I'm just busy or something. I, I only got a couple episodes in. I, I kind of dropped it. But it's oh. a cool premise. I, I like the premise. Yeah. It was interesting because it started in 2020. Like, it, everyone had died and it, the year was 2020. Well, and I was just like, now. oh, my gosh, that is so <laughs> weird. And, oh, that's super frightening. And, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they had an episode that went flashbacked and showed things and it showed like kind of alluding that like president trump passed away from the virus and then mike pence and then you know and it just went through the whole cabinet of people and i was like oh my gosh this is like this is crazy (laughs) right we're gonna 50 years i'm trouble telling that from uh news archives that's gonna be (laughs) i know right that's fantastic well, is the, is it, should I get back into the show? Is it worth picking up again? I it's honestly one of my favorite shows. Uh, I just think okay. it's really funny. Okay. Yeah, okay. first season's a little rough, honestly. Uh, second and on I, is amazing. I think. Okay. Okay. So yeah, are you much of a TV guy? I, I try. I try. <laughs> yeah. Most of right now it's superhero shows. Um, you know, finding finding a whole hour to something without being interrupted is, is difficult, but um, yeah. I'm really, really grooving on some of the, you know, stuff like the boys and uh, Doom Patrol. And, uh, yeah, so it just came out Invincible. So I, I, the dark, I, apparently I have a dark, dark sense of humor because I, I really like those. Oh my goodness. Kind of creepy, disturbing superhero kind of things. <laughs> yeah. The boys is incredible and Invincible has been really, really good. I, I just, every episode I've, I've been thinking I figured out what it's going on and what the tone is. And then just the last few minutes of every episode are like, Oh, Oh, okay. We're, we're not doing that. Okay. This is, this is not a coming of age straightforward family <laughs> thing. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I have, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody that's listening, but it's like you said, at the end of the episode, I'm, I'm back to being like, I don't know if this person's a bad guy or what's going on with them and oh, yeah, it's yeah. wild no they've, they've found a great way to to balance you know the the tropes and the things you know and recognize with still being able to surprise us which is which is cool that's that's not an easy feat yeah exactly a buddy of mine had given me the first volume or a couple issues of something way way back in the day because uh, he used to be in like a comic drawing group with the artist Oh, cool! Uh, and so, Very cool. so he always was like up to date on all of that. So he, it's been interesting talking to him and him being like, "Well, you don't know what's gonna happen." You're like, he knows what's going on, but jerk. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh. but part of me is glad I didn't stick to the comics, uh, mainly because I just didn't have a constant supply of them. But, but now, like, even that end of that first episode was a total surprise to me. I was oh, in sure, complete yeah. shock. Uh, and I feel like that would have that had more of an impact than maybe if I had read it. So, absolutely, absolutely. Nah. Do, you, do you do you draw then? I, I saw you do uh, you paint. I saw that online. Oh, I'm painting miniatures. I yeah. just barely started getting to that, and I'm it's an adventure. But I I can't draw to save my life. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Uh, I I love to draw, but I'm horrible at it. Um, I, 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 I still have track marks in my arms from 40, my 40 K days. So I have painted, I, I was never good at it, uh, but I, I did. And I, I did my time. I think I'm, I think I'm done. <laughs> 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 I, I enjoyed it while I was doing it, but I, I, I 
takes a lot of uh, focus I don't have right now. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I can understand that. Going back to superheroes because Marvel United came out and or I finally got my copy. I'm really excited. Oh, nice. But that's like the whole reason I got into painting was because I was like, I really want to paint these guys. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Um, so forced myself to try it. But, <laughs> my old or my co-host on Nerding Out. This is a different podcast. Uh, he does commission painting for miniatures and stuff. Oh, okay. So I've got a good resource to be like, hey, uh, I don't know what to do. Do I dip my brush in the paint and then put do it I, on the miniature? Just dump the paint on and like slurry around with the brush? What are we doing? Exactly. I thought it was finger painting at first. I was like dipping my finger in the paint and I said, oh man, this I only lasts like two or three fingers. My army would have looked awesome if I could have finger painted them. Man. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds so much easier. <laughs> Actually, now I'm wondering what that would even look like. You know, I'm I'm sure if you search the dark corners of 40k uh, Google, you'll find someone who's done it. I've, there's a Hello Kitty army I've seen out there. There's all sorts of crazy stuff. I'm yeah, sure someone's done it. <laughs> so I, I think I saw someone do. They did somehow. They did Space Marines, but they're all dogs. Like they built little doggy armor that looks like Space Marine armor, but it's it's for dogs, and it's it's must have been a lot of work. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is awesome. <laughs> So, how long have you been designing games? Oh boy, uh, yeah, that's that's one of the two hardest questions to answer. Uh, I, I don't know. I I I, I, I like to say forever, but that's not really true. Um, <laughs> Came out I of mean, the I, designing. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm the oldest of four brothers, and so the only non-violent thing we could ever do together was board games so we played board mm. games and i had you know hero quest when it, when it first came out we had risk you know my that's the only game my dad would play with us that's so why i just remember from um, because i wanted to beat my brothers i would change the rules and say well wait 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 what, what if we play hero quest but like this guy gets a bazooka how, how would that work and you're just tinkering <laughs> <laughs> so i, I always, always kind of did that um but i didn't really start designing until um until college there there was a uh, very strong uh, science fiction society and gaming group then they got me into Babylon 5 and Firefly and all that kind of stuff um, and there was a, actually a very very proto early game design club that someone started we had like two meetings and we fell apart and everyone got bored oh, um, no. but that's when, that's when I kind of got the bug and I, I started looking at what was out there and started messing with it and trying to try to make something that was that was different you know and they yeah, they're always unique, uh, never, never very good. <laughs> uh, but so that, that that took practice. But um, yeah, so really, it was college. I really got into it as a thing that you know you can design and then have an end product and, and finish it. And maybe consider publishing it or pitching it or, or that kind of thing. It was, it was end of college. Was the one that you launched on Kickstarter Hex? Uh, well, I just based on the name. Horrible Hex? Horrible Hex. Yeah, we, we, were, we regret hex. naming it that deeply. Uh, everyone tells me that's that's hurt sales. I don't know. I still think it's funny. Um, oh. <laughs> I, don't, I thought it was a catchy name. I like alliteration, though. I'm a sucker for alliteration. Oh, well, if you like it, then it's definitely my idea. Okay, yeah. <laughs> was that your first published game? Uh, that was my first published game. I, uh, I, I sold a game to uh, uh, Steve Jackson Games before that. Oh, cool. Uh, but they never ended up. They, they bought the rights, but they never ended up actually doing anything with it. Oh. Um, and then, so Horrible Hex was my first uh, published game. Yeah. That's rough, but you, you made a little money off of it, right? 
Right. Yeah, that's at worst. Uh, that's not a bad fail mode, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get some money and then don't do anything on it again. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Right. <laughs> Obviously, we are in this to make games. Uh, that's the end goal. Oh yeah, yeah. If I ever sat down and did the math of the hours and the investment, and like, oh I my would, gosh, I, I, there's no point in doing that because it just depressed me. But I know <laughs> my game's out there, and that's that's what matters. It's just like starting a business. I own my own business, uh, and when starting out, I mean, even forever, I'm. It's like if I don't work, I don't make money. It's the same thing with game design. Like if I don't design, I don't make any money designing. Sure, and, sure. You know, I don't count my hours a week i just work what i need to work and do what i need to do and it's like exactly the same thing designing games is being self-employed essentially is that oh yeah absolutely <laughs> and that's the end goal i think for a lot of people uh, yeah i mean most of the most of the designers i know are just happy if someone's playing it or, or talking about it i that's I, I like publishing it mostly because i that's when I know it's done, you know, I'll keep tinkering and perfecting things forever. And so I've told people is like, I just want to publish this. Well, why? What do you, you, you're not gonna make money of it. I, I don't care. I just want someone to tell me it's done. Yeah. <laughs> With authority. Right. It's printed. It's done too late. Okay. Can't touch it. Can't touch it. Okay. Take it away from me, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then you'll still kind of wonder about it. I mean, and that's where expansions and whatnot come from. I mean, if you're lucky, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, then that's, that's why we're, again, back to Battle for Attorney, that's why we're so excited is because we get to throw all these crazy ideas we, we loved but knew they wouldn't work, we'd have time for. We say, oh, wait, you get a second bite at the apple? Okay, cool. <laughs> Here's some yeah. more cool stuff we had in the back of our minds. There you go. You co-founded Stone Circle Games. Yes. Uh, who's your co-founder? So we started off with a team of uh, eight people. We're, we're down to a much smaller uh, oh, okay. team now. Um, so it originally started with um, a guy named Aaron Fennell, who's another one of our you know, developers still. And um, we met through a really long and convoluted series of friend of a friend of a friend of a friend and kind of an icebreaker. Someone said, oh, by the way, Aaron, there's this guy I know, John. He designs games too. Maybe you should talk to him. Um, we just started talking in there and said, you know, I've always wanted to make a company because I, I kind of like the business part of it. I kind of like owning the product and, and going from start to finish. And so we said, cool. And we, we, we built it from there. So we're, we're all kind of wear lots of hats. We're all a little design, a little bit development, you know, Pixelvania and, and Battle for Attorney. I'm not the designer. It's uh, Chris Falkenberry. Um, but I, I do some development stuff. So I got to work on the product part of it, which is was very new to me. You know, how do, how do things look? How does a box laid out? Where do you, how do you track hit points? You know, what, what's the best way to do that? Is it chits? Is it cards? Is it sliders? That kind of stuff. I, I, I like that, the user interface stuff. And then yeah. just supply chains and, and learning about when Chinese New Year is. So you can deal with that. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> Definitely not what I thought I was going to be doing when I said, I'll, yeah, I'll start a game company, but it, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Do you do, I guess, how many games do you guys have at a time that you're working on? And do they get shot down much or? Yeah, so we, like I said, we, we're kind of unique as a small publisher in that we have a lot of designers, you know, that are also board members and doing other jobs. So we always have tons and tons of things. Um, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of designer that has, I, I don't want to count how many prototypes I have. 
that I've forgotten about because <laughs> it depressed me. But I, you know, so yeah, we, we have tons and tons of stuff we're always working on. You know, over the years, we've become friends. We, we play together. We had game nights together, you know, in the before four. And now we're doing it on Tabletop Simulator and stuff. So we're always just kind of bouncing ideas off each other, play testing things. And a lot of them, we're just kind of having fun and we look at it. And if we put the other hat on, we'd say, you know what, this is not marketable. We, we, we can't sell this. Um, but it's cool. Let's let's just play around with it, and maybe something spins off of it. We've had that where, you know, we we worked on a game, and then we said, well, this this one piece we can make into something else. Let's, let's focus on that. We, we've done that. Um, so the, the answer is lots of things, <laughs> lots of things. Yeah, in the company right now, the primary designers are are myself and Aaron. So we've got our own little projects. We've got tons of stuff, obviously for for Paternia backed up. Um, you know, a couple outside designers that pitch us things that we're, we're thinking about and, and mulling over. But um, yeah, so that sounds, you know, lame, but the, the answer is lots. <laughs> lots yeah. That doesn't sound lame to me. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're living the dream. <laughs> is this what you're doing full time then? Uh, no, no, absolutely not. No, I, uh, my, my, I, I daylight as a, a government flunky. Um, oh, okay. I actually work for the the United States Patent Office. Uh, oh, so that's okay. that's what pays the bills and, and lets me feed the kids. And then this is my my second job. Like, like we said earlier, all, all of us are kind of just in it to make games, to work on it, to learn, and to, to, to kind of have fun. So we're not not leaning on this as as our our retirement plan. <laughs> yeah. So I assume that you, all of your games are just stolen patents that you didn't file. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Isn't that the is that the rumor? I don't know if that's true or not. With like Ben Franklin, oh, he, they stole patents. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they they accused him of that. Sure, why not? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a, it's it's a funny thing because uh, patents are, uh, amuse me because everyone everyone I've talked to has some opinion or thought about it. Nobody ever nobody actually knows anything about it unless you you know actually work in intellectual property. Uh, but it's interesting because everyone kind of has this idea about it. Um, it's usually based on something true, but, or it's just more exciting than the truth actually is, is usually what happens. That, that makes sense. I feel like I know nothing about them. So, <laughs> which I guess, did that kind of give you a little bit of a, when it came to both of your games, uh, Battle yeah. for Paternia and uh, Horrible Hex, did knowing, having that background in patents, kind of give you a lead way of being like, well, well, I know what to do on this part of the game like <laughs> business. Sure. So at the risk of going off on a crazy tangent and being boring because, you know, this is my life. <laughs> um, I'm excited. <laughs> um, knowing a little bit about intellectual property is, is very important for a game publisher. As a designer, it doesn't matter, right? Unless I'm making a game about patents. Uh, which I, I think would put everyone to sleep because I, I'd unfortunately would, would make it too accurate and it would put everyone to sleep. It's a lot of paperwork. Um, but you know, knowing something about intellectual property is very important. Um, uh, unfortunately, the, the biggest part that affects pa- uh, games is not patents. It's it's uh, copyright uh, mm. and, and, and trademark to a, to a degree. If you're like CMON and trade, you care about trademark, we're, we're small enough, we don't care much about it. But um, so knowing a little bit about intellectual property in general has helped because, you know, you get people asking questions about, well, do we have to have an NDA? Do we have to do this? Do we have to do that? And you can just say, no, you don't. Here's how it actually works. All that kind of stuff. I, I for a while, made it my life mission 
go on board game geek and people would ask, should I patent my board game? And I would go on and say no. And then it, the question kept coming up and people kept giving the wrong answer. And I said, I give up. I give up. <laughs> I can't, I can't fix this one rumor that's been going on for so long that and the, the rumor that you can't, you can't call things tapping because of magic. That's not true. Yeah. Oh, they did not- have a patent. It, it expired. It, it wasn't actually of the word tap. That's, that's different, but. Again, it gets it gets really weedy and legalese, and <laughs> oh, man. for my own mental health, I'm I'm done fighting that battle. Sure, sure, you can't say tap, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually, I think I always get like uh, because I grew up playing Magic. My wife, I'll be teaching my wife a game, and I'll be like, and then you just tap your card. She'd be like, what? What are you talking about? Oh, I do that all the time. I do that all the time. And like, I don't exhaust, I guess. And I was like, you just turn it, turn it to the side. And it's like every other game refers to it as exhaust. And I'm like, why can't we use tap? And it's yeah, it's it's really in the lexicon. Yeah. So don't don't worry about getting sued. You're you're not going to get sued. Don't worry about it. Whew. But I mean, that's and that's something I do all the time. Is so I. You know, I'm teaching a game, especially if people I'm comfortable with, I'll say, you, you don't want to teach a game and say, oh, well, if you know this game, this game, this game, then it makes sense, right? Because that's, that's not a good explanation. Right. Um, but, but sometimes, you know, I'll say, do you play Magic? Yes. Okay, cool. I can use terms like mana and upkeep and tap and you'll, you'll follow. Okay. Wait, have you played, you know, um, Ra? Okay, you know what an auction is. Cool, good. We're, we're good to go. So I, I do try to keep a, a stable of those baseline games to explain things, but I... With newer players, especially, uh, or if people I don't know well, I, I try to avoid it, but it's it's hard not to. <laughs> yeah, it's so, so ubiquitous to, to to people like you and me who have played Magic forever. <laughs> right. Uh, that's interesting, though. I uh, yeah. I wouldn't have known that it wasn't patented anymore, or you know, uh, yeah. so like I can I said, write m- it. Most all patent secrets are very long and boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, that wasn't boring. I think a lot of, because like I went on the internet and like researched that and I found like, oh, it's because Wizards of the Coast owns it, you know, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so to know that's not true is, uh, is cool. I mean, don't, don't, uh, you can't cite me as an official government, you know, stance yeah. on this, but off the record, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and generally like, uh, I used to do a little a very small gathering of local musicians back when I was a musician. Uh, we called it guitar barbecue and we would always name it like guitar barbecue Two, guitar barbecue for a cause, guitar barbecue, the reckoning, whatever. You oh, know. I love it. I love it. And so it was always guitar barbecue. And on the last one we did, it was guitar barbecue for charity or for a cause. And we were like raising money for suicide awareness. And uh, Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it was great. And all of a sudden I get this, message which i didn't see until like months after the event ended uh but someone had like sent me a message saying like uh cease and desist type thing for using this term and it was like for the guitar barbecue which we had been using for like 10 years (laughs) oh wow and i was like oh my gosh that is crazy and so i kind of looked into it because i was worried like oh no are they gonna come after me because i didn't i didn't see it before and it's like, oh, most people just send cease and desists, and then you have to change it. Uh, but right, right. It's it's yeah. It's 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 the legal version of please stop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it comes from it comes from Disney or Microsoft. Then I'd be frightened. But uh... 
yeah some guy who threw like a christian rock festival i, I was like oh hopefully he's not like gonna attack <laughs> hopefully Punitively slapping around people for being charitable is not in the Bible. I'm pretty sure. That's what I thought. <laughs> but what are some of your favorite games now? I, I really like, just as a thing, I, I like a lot of player interaction. I like being able to be mean to people. I say, <laughs> if there's no cursing at the game night, then I'm, I'm doing something wrong. Right. <laughs> so I, I like auction games, you know, things like Ra, uh, Jorvik, which doesn't look like an auction game, but it's really mean auction game things like high society really in your face mean kind of things um favorite game is probably cosmic encounter um because it's sort of a war game but sort of not it's sort of negotiation but it's sort of figuring out how to bend rules to mess with people uh, I, I really like that i haven't heard of that one i'll have to check it out that, that was one of the first i remember from from college they uh, i think it was originally published in I want to say 75, I'm probably wrong, but something around that. And so someone had like an original printing. It was this horrible paper chits version of the game. It was so oh, ugly. Wow. I remember seeing it and saying, what the heck is wrong with you? You guys are nerdier than I am. That's ridiculous. I'm playing this black and white thing when I'm playing this really awesome looking Catan Carcassonne. It's got color, you know, stuff like that. And then now I've come full circle. Wow, this is, this game is amazing. No wonder it's been around for, been print for 50 years. I mean, it's a, that uh, must have something to it. <laughs> yeah, man, that is wild, though. Yeah, any anything that's got a lot of um, a lot of cursing, a lot of messing with people, and, and uh, <laughs> in your face, uh, that that's that's kind of my jam. Negotiation, you know, that kind of stuff. I like it. Yeah, are you competitive when uh, playing? I'm really not. I'm really not. I, I oh, okay. um, no, and I, I I'm really not a competitive person. I. I don't care who wins, you know, the games where it's about scores. And I see people on bargain geek saying, Oh, how do you, how do you get 300 points in this or that? And I, I, I don't remember any single score I've gotten in any game. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I like to, I mean, I like to, to laugh at people when I, I, you know, stab them in the back. I, I like to be laughed at when I make a mistake. Um, I, I like the camaraderie of, of the really in your face stuff. So I, I, I think, you know, for me, the board games are a fun um, safe space to be a little aggressive and mean, you know, in, in a, in a way that you can't be to, to people that are friends. Cause I play with my friends. I like my friends. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's a nice way to be like, Oh, I'm going to get out my darker side, but in a nice way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that. This is something I'm always interested in fellow married folks who game and design and how much does your wife get into it so she she likes games as a social thing kind of like you know, you know she likes to put the people um she doesn't like learning new games um but the, the games that she likes she'll she'll play to death you know so if it's carcassonne or, or uh bonanza she loves or bang uh we used to play a lot of bang back in the day when you know we had people over mm-hmm. so she she really likes it when it's you know hanging out with friends and kind of stuff um as a picking apart the systems and learning things not so much like me. Um, <laughs> so she, she, her, her tastes are more about, again, the social experience and, and kind of uh, the economics side of it. She likes, she likes that, being able to figure out the economy of it, you know, that kind of thing. So it depends on the game. She's, she's there for, for her favorites, but getting new games to the table is, is, you know, that's more me and the, the friends in the game group or, or my, my older kids. 
So you play a lot with your kids? I do almost 100% of my gaming this, these days with my kids. <laughs> hey, that makes sense. We're with family anyway, just because <laughs> of what's going on. Um, yeah, yeah. So my my, uh, my older two uh, are nine and seven. So they're, you know, they're, 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 there's this weird thing with kids where they're at an age where they could learn any game. They, you know, they can read the cards. They can play it. But they're not going to yeah. uh, appreciate a, a sit down for three hours and grind through this, you know, economic machine or this long war game, right? They just don't have the attention span for that. Right. So I, I definitely have tailored my purchases lately around, okay, I can teach this in five minutes. It'll last 45 at the at the most. And it's got a lot of points where I can help you along. Not too much reading, just so you don't get bored. And, and I think you'll like it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a different criteria, but I, I think I found some happy medium between you know, my evil mean games and, and their uh, more uh, attention span friendly games. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool though. I sometimes tease my wife, like we need to start having kids just so that I can like, so I have people to talk to. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's risky. Cause they, cause then my oldest kind of Pokemon and that's, that's great. I, I love it. I love how excited it is, but I, I don't understand it at all. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. For whatever reason, that was the one like nerd thing. I just never, Never clicked with me. I, I never got into that. And so now, oh, great. Now that, that's interesting. Right? I hear what you're saying. That I love that you love it. Yeah. Uh, I just don't get it. <laughs> that's cool for you. <laughs> do, th- do they play the card games? Like the- <laughs> It's kind of funny because, um, you know, he got really into it. I think he watched the show and he wanted the cards because all his friends had the cards. They're trading and talking about them. And so I said, okay, fine. It's my son. I, I'm, I'm going to get into it. I'm, I'm going to learn the game. I'm going to make some decks that, you know, make sense. I talked to some friends and I taught it to him and he, he, he liked it just fine. And then a couple yeah. weeks later, I saw him playing with his friends and they're just making up their own rules and talking about how cool the characters are. Oh. My kid was the only one who knew how to play the game. <laughs> it's just not, it just wasn't what they were into. It was very funny. And I just had to step back and say, oh, okay, well, I clearly thought about this from my standpoint, not from what they like about it, right? Um, yeah. And so I've played by their rules now and it's, it's a lot faster. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me, um, but <laughs> it's whatever's coolest wins, right? It, yeah. Yeah. They had, they had rules about evolving or, or something and you could just do it, but only on some days. I, I don't know. They, they, they oh. love it. They, they love it. Interesting. Oh, that's cool. Hey, that's kind of the start to, to designing, right? It's like playing with an existing game and and tweaking it to be your own absolutely absolutely whether you know they're they're at that age where they just want to do what dad does you know it's their they, even if they're not interested in it they'll, they'll say they are so <laughs> they, yeah they, they've said they've got new character ideas and they want to help me with this and that and it's, it's it's a lot of fun oh that is really cool so they get a credit in all of your games right you know they i i mentioned that a while ago i said you know if you if you do design you get in the rule book and they're they love that idea. They said, Daddy, you got to put our name in the rule book? Yeah. Every single one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every single one. Does everyone get to be in the rule book? Well, everyone that helps. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that is really cool. So that's, yeah. I mean, if, if I can if I can pay my uh, my my design team and credits, that's that's the dream, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> they don't know any better. <laughs> right, right. The room and board is covered, so what do, what do they care? Oh, yeah, there you go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it hopefully they grow up and they want to keep at that that would be really fun have a family oh man have a family design team there we go we can compete with the Engelsteins. <laughs> yeah 
Oh, I love it. <laughs> Jeff Engelstein, if you're listening, I, I'm not coming after you. <laughs> he is. That was a that was a call to action. Oh, damn. Okay. Well then. All right. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> let's, try, let's make this happen. You you pick the weapon, I'll pick the place. <laughs> yeah. I say Pokemon. <laughs> right. <laughs> Damn, my only weakness. With <laughs> uh, it's interesting hearing how kids are into that again because in I remember in like third or fourth grade starting to collect Pokemon and playing that with my brothers so much and and going to school and trading and it's like that was oh gosh I don't even know how many years ago that was but <laughs> a I'm lot of years gonna, ago <laughs> definitely gonna date myself then because I was um, I was in high school at least when I first heard of it. And I was, uh, me and his friends were really into the Star Wars CCG at the time. And a couple people showed up and they had this new game. We said, what's that? It looks, looks interesting. It's brightly colored. Oh yeah, Pokemon. And they showed it to us and said, yeah, I'm going to go back to Death Star over here. You can do what you do. <laughs> well, that is, I mean, that's definitely cooler to a teenager, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to go ahead and I don't want to associate myself at all with being cool as a teenager, but uh, to me, it was more interesting anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, nowadays nerdy stuff is cool like marvel comic books and stuff like i used We've to be won. like that's true i know yeah like that's culture now and now we have to have internal fights over is wait are you a Zack snyder superman or a uh C, a cw superman hero or a <laughs> comic book now we got factions again okay good it's true yeah <laughs> it's, it's like ah, oh, we shouldn't have that we should we just Everyone loves it. So let's be happy with that. Let's not try and break it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to happen. And I find myself doing that, like, because I used to read Deadpool's what really got me, like, into reading comic books, Deadpool and Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man's my, my favorite superhero. Right? Yeah. Uh, same. Awesome. And so it was like, when the Deadpool movie came out, I was just like, oh, man, I, like... <laughs> Oh, everyone's jumping on board the Deadpool train. And then I realized like, you know what? That's awesome because that means I get more Deadpool. Like, Exactly. It's, yeah. Like, it's perfect. Like, yeah, welcome on. Like, I don't care how late you come on now. Like, <laughs> you coming into it makes it better for everyone. That's right. Some of it's good. Some of you won't like whatever. There's more of it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, are you a comic book guy? Uh, no, I mean, time to time. I, I don't just don't have the bandwidth to keep up with it. I, I, right. I have a friend who's really into comics and he'll give me the recommendations. I'll, I, I really like, like, I'll just wait and get the bound graphic novel versions, you know? That's me. Um, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I got the red sun way back in the day. Just now it was white Knight, which I really love. That was great. Mm. So I, I try, I try to keep somewhat abreast of what's going on, but there's just so much of it. <laughs> got to pick my battles. So what else do you uh, nerd out about? What do you like to do outside of board games? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a hobby person. I, I, I write uh, not as much as I used to. I, I've written a couple novels and short stories and stuff. Um, <gasps> what kind? Uh, mostly science fiction and uh, one collection about superheroes. So that's part of it. That's my extension of why you know, being into superhero TVs and stuff. So I wrote a short story collection I published about superheroes. I mean, you don't have to if you don't want it, but I would love to read it. If you want to plug it now, go ahead. Um, I mean, if if only you were interested, that's that's fine by me. I, I, I self-published it because, again, I have no 
interest in doing promotion or worrying about that, I just put it on Amazon. It's called Why No Heroes. And it's, uh, I, I, I published it a couple of years ago. I started writing it 15, 20 years ago. Um, so it, it's a collection of short stories about reasons why we would not want superheroes and why they would not want to be superheroes. So it's all the, you know, all the powers gone wrong kind of stuff <laughs> from my brain it. of, you know, watching movies and reading comics and just all these random bad ideas I had in my head kind of put down on the paper is what it is. <laughs> so it's mostly just for fun. And then I said, yeah, why not? I'll, I'll throw it out into the world. And then what about your science fiction? Yeah. So I, I've read, I, I had a couple of short stories published. Mostly it's just stuff I worked on and kind of abandoned. So I've, I've got a, a, I tried my hand at cosmic horror. I, I'm a huge fan of cosmic horror. Um, mm. I tried my hand at, it. I don't know if it worked and it's something I've, kicked around to different friends to read and stuff. And maybe I'll try to publish it someday. Who knows? But the whole publishing thing is, is a whole other job <laughs> trying to get published. It's one I'm <laughs> yeah. just, just not, not interested in right now. So what other hobbies we got? Um, I brew. I, I, I saw you're, you're from, you're from Salt Lake. Uh, you're from Utah. So I didn't know if that was a no, no, but. Uh... <laughs> oh no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, years ago, uh, my wife, um, uh, uh, went to uh, we used to go to the the uh, Ren Ren Fair and stuff, and, and she found a company that made these kits, and so she snuck off. She bought me a mead making kit, um, oh. and I made mead in my kitchen, and I've never looked back. Um, that is I, so I cool. make it faster than I can drink it because it's just fun to think up mess with recipes. And it's just one of those things where I, I can, unlike board games, I can do by myself, which is nice. I can just have some me time and just think up crazy things, and if it's terrible i throw it away nobody ever knows i messed up and if it's good i give it away to friends and hopefully bring some bring some joy to somebody <laughs> yeah that is really really cool do you like uh how do you like go about deciding what to put in there i guess so i i because i'm you know a little a, a bookish about it. i i read a number of books on on you know brewing beer and, and mead and specifically in some of the chemistry stuff so i had a little understanding how the background works, but mostly I just kind of tasted some stuff. And um, there's some really great forums online that I just kind of copied and then said, mm -hmm. well, this isn't exactly what I want. I want it to be sweeter because I like candy, so I'll make it sweeter. Oh, I don't like <laughs> this, but ooh, cardamom's nice. What do cardamom do? Oh, I like raspberry, not blueberry, so let's do that. So I just kind of mess around. And like I said, it's kind of a nice hobby because I can mess around and make something that I like and... If someone else likes it, I can share it. And if not, then fine, more for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> no How long does it take to to brew? Um, so the actual process of mixing it up and putting it into the thing is you can do that in under an hour. Um, mm -hmm. For something like beer, we have to boil and, and you know uh, ingredients. It'll take you a few hours, um, and then it's a lot of waiting for the yeast to do their job, right? Which takes you between. You know, roughly two weeks and a few months. And then uh, for mead in particular, uh, you have to age it, which can take anywhere from a few months to um, a couple of years. I, I think, Whoa. I think my, my oldest bottle, I think is five years old. I know it's older than my youngest son, so it's more than four. Um, so yeah, I think I have a five-year-old bottle and it's probably ready, probably. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. The problem is you, you can't know until you, there's, there's only destructive testing, right? <laughs> right, yeah. I can't just know. I have to drink it. <laughs> but once you crack it open, is it at that point, it's like you have to drink it? You can't just re-bottle it? 
Uh, yeah, so it, it'll it'll oxidize. Okay. Um, you know, flavors will, ch- will change and all that. Uh, I'm not super pedantic about it, so I, I will save bottles and recork them sometimes. But um, generally, yeah, when I open the bottle, it's it's because either I know uh, it's ready or I have enough people that we can split it up and I don't care if it's ready, it's gone. <laughs> that is really cool. What's the favorite that you've made? Um, so, uh, so the favorite ones I made, I, I use, um, instead of water as the base, you use, um, apple juice, um, and it, the style is called a sizer. So it's basically a mix of cider and mead, uh, and it's delicious. I throw a little bit of pomegranate. Sometimes I throw in a little bit of molasses, uh, to get that really, uh, minerally gritty flavor, which I like. So that, that's been my favorite, my favorite recipe. Oh, that sounds good to me. I think if I was a drinker, that would probably be something I'd be into. <laughs> I don't like bitter, so it, it kind of sounds like we're similar there. Exactly. I, I have a. I I've had people comment that well, this is way too sweet. Okay, well then, more for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I tend to tend to err on that side, sweet and fruity. Well, what other hobbies you got more? That's that. That's the bulk of what I spend my time on. Um, okay. I, I, I you know I, I do. I do like reading uh, about uh, the history of piracy. It is my other hobby. Kind of, I, I oh. think of this because I just finished a very good book called uh, "Enemy of All Mankind," which is about uh, again, sort of getting uh, nerding out about Henry Avery, one of the first uh, big pirates in history, and how he impacted the East India Company and, and trade in the, uh, the Indian Ocean and, and international politics and all that. Uh, so it's, like, it's fascinating. I mean, it's kind of a fun overlap with just general nerd culture. That's how I got into it. I you know, watched Pirates of the Caribbean. And I played some pirate board games. And I said, that's cool. But I really want to learn about the history of it. And so I, I kind of got lost in that rabbit hole years ago. So are you going to get a ship? Start pirating? I threaten my wife every time. She says, you know, we, we you know, you got a bonus or we, you know, this, this bill was lower than we thought. What are we going to do with it? And I say, boat, pirate ship. <laughs> Long-term investment. You you can't lose money by stealing money. It's just, it's just not possible. It's math. It makes sense to me. She jump on board for that? Um, no, I should mention she's an economist, so she actually understands money, which I don't. Um, and <laughs> she's pretty confident. I I trust her that that's it's not actually a good good investment. Dang it! I, know. I think the risk of scurvy. Right, that's where the the money starts to drain yeah somewhere between scurvy and the wrath of the coast guard i again oh, I'm not right, coast guard. i don't know the relative <laughs> cost there but I, she's talked me out of it uh i used to work overnights at target and before i worked overnights i i worked daytimes and and uh there was like the most interesting people work overnight and sometimes I would just label them and be like, well, that person's a vampire and that person's a pirate because that's what they looked like 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. And then when I went and started working overnight with them, the lady I said was a vampire, like legitimately was obsessed with vampires. And the guy that I thought was a pirate was like, I really want to get a ship and go and be a pirate. <laughs> I was like, He's like, I want to go to like oil rigs and just like, loot them and and do all the, he like had a plan and everything wow. we talked about it endlessly wow that's yeah. interesting <laughs> yeah i was like i didn't know people still did that like i and 
They do, but... Yeah, well, I mean, I'm surprised you admitted it. You think you'd be like, you know, what I really want is to do is be a sailor and just go off and not do anything, just be on the ocean. <laughs> By yeah, the way, I, I need cannons. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No reason, just for novelty. <laughs> no reason. I have a list of questions, and I think we answered all of them. I just barely looked at it, and I'm like... Yeah, looks like everything's been answered, but yeah, I mean, I know, I know you're doing editing stuff, so let me know if you want any, you know, specific answers. I'm happy to do that if you guys want to riff on what works for me. Yeah, I mean, that's what we've been doing this whole time, and it's flowed really well. Which I'm, I'm always really nervous because, <laughs> as you might have noticed, we're in a pandemic and we don't get to socialize very often. I had noticed, yes. Yeah, so I'm like, how much has my conversational skills like <laughs> degraded over the time yeah yeah so i'm like maybe this podcast is not a great idea <laughs> <laughs> the, real, the real tragedy for me has been um my my job is fairly independent i really didn't have I spent a lot, you know, a lot of time in my job doing my job by myself so things like game nights and that was that was the bulk of my social interaction or you know just hang out with a couple of coworkers afterwards get a drink or you know going and doing whatever job, right? Interacting people at stores. So I don't, I don't have that. My, my wife's job is all phone calls, interactions. So she's just worn out. And I'm saying, I, I, I miss adults. I, I <laughs> don't, don't get to talk to adults anymore. So like you said, I, I just, I, maybe I don't know how to anymore. We'll, we'll see. Right? It's weird. So hopefully this gives us both a little practice. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just remembered... That you, a while ago, uh, you were working on a game called Night Soil, I think. I am, yeah. Are you still working on that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, uh, So there's a couple of, uh, this is one that's kind of my, the top of my work queue in a sense. So this is one that um, you know, my company is, is considering, but also a couple of our publishers are looking at. So that's, that's mm-hmm. very exciting. Um, yeah, yeah. It's... it's um, probably one of my most one of my favorite designs honestly it's uh, uh some people have a problem with the theme uh it's again one of those weird i, I like these weird historical things that you, you just you learn about this weird thing in a time and a place and you say huh that's weird and it's an interesting to me anyway again kind of a nerd about these things it's kind of an anchor point that you can learn about other parts of history and society from this weird fact. And so I don't remember when, but I learned at one point that, yeah, there's people back in history who their job was, um, actually in some parts of the world, there still are, their job was to go and scoop up poop and, and take it away from cities. That's that's their job. And they had this whole culture built around it and they had a whole way of doing it. And then they had special traditions and, and, and rituals around it. And it just fascinated me. Um, and then, you know, there's people who say, oh, you got to give out poop. And I say, yeah. And they giggle. And I say, no, that's fine. That works for me. Yeah. <laughs> Make you giggle. That's cool, too. There's history, but there's also, you know, the fact that we just said poop 10 times in the past hour. That's that's fun, too. <laughs> I remember that was one of the earliest things I saw from you when I started following you. And I was like, oh, so guy, sorry. <laughs> this guy's awesome. <laughs> no, I was excited. I was like, yes. And then I started paying more and more attention to all of you. Like, it really is awesome. I, I joke, I, you know, people ask, like, why'd you do that? And I say, 
Well, that means some, if someone calls my game crappy, I can say thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's a um, kind of a spatial puzzle mixed with a worker placement kind of thing um, where the, the idea is, you know, your, your players are rival night soil companies are trying to clean out London by, you know, scooping up these, these cubes that represent waste. I say waste cubes because they don't want to be crass. Um, <laughs> and then shipping them off to be sold as fertilizer. And that's where you get your income. Um, and, but then it alternates. So just the historical tie, uh, they're called nightmen or night soil. Uh, because they're only allowed by law to operate at night because the job was considered unclean and disgusting and you know, no one wants to see that. So they'd have mm-hmm. to work under the cover of darkness. And so the game alternates between day and night. And by night, you're you're cleaning up London and taking these cubes out. And then by day, you put out workers to, to do various tasks around London. But of course, wherever you put workers, more cubes show up because people generate the night soil. And so you're you're kind of altering between creating your own problem and cleaning up your own problem <laughs> oh i love it that, that's kind of the core idea there that just fascinates me but have you watched this you're gonna have to watch it's it's homework for you and it's re- it's totally relevant probably going uh, notepad Go on. miracle workers have you heard of that show uh oh yes 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 the first season yeah i had um what's his name larry shoveler yeah. Yes, yes, I watched that. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> My wife and I just watched that a couple months ago. No, oh, fantastic. Oh, gosh, this is hilarious. Yeah, no, that, that was, I got, a, I got a kick out of that. The whole upgrading to the, the hole and figure out how holes work. That was, that was, that was brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, so good. But now I know that some of that was inaccurate because he would have been operating at night and not in the I, middle of the day. I don't want to go off on tangent, but yeah, it's, it's not, not quite, uh, I wouldn't use that as a historical record, but it, it was funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was funny. <laughs> oh, I absolutely loved that. So that just came to me as we were talking about that. I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's so relevant. You have somebody who's interested in it, right? Uh, yeah. A couple of publishers looking at it. Um, still doing some, so any, Obviously, you don't need to include this in the actual podcast, but if if you if you want to see it, I, I have it on Tabletop Simulator, and I always welcome you know, new people looking yeah. in and giving me giving me feedback about how crappy it is. I always appreciate that. <laughs> so if, if you're comfortable with Tabletop Simulator, uh, we'll we'll roll you in, and I'll, I'll get you into a game. Let's um, do it. Yeah, definitely. But but yeah yeah yeah. So um, a couple people looking at it. Uh, it's been a one of those games where it'd be just because I've liked it more than a lot of my designs, I've played it a lot more because a lot of other people have thought it was a lot of fun. I've gotten to trick people into playing it for me a lot more. So it's got a lot more development. <laughs> uh, but it's it's pretty close to done, I think. I hope it's pretty close to done. It feels like it is. <laughs> nice. <laughs> as done as a game can be, right? Well, like I said, that's that's half the reason for publishing is that someone can say, John, just stop. I'm going to take this away from you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll work on something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I assume you have things to plug, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, um, yeah. For any B-roll or whatever. Yeah. So again, uh, on Kickstarter right now, we have Pixelvania, which is our Castlevania Ghosts and Goblins inspired 
hero pack add-on to Battle for Baturnia, which is our tabletop MOBA. Uh, already funded, doing really well. Got some really cool stretch goal heroes that I had a hand in developing, and I'm very excited for people to get to. So please go check it out if it's up your wheelhouse, because I really want to get those out into the world. Perfect. Thank you. And oh, and your uh, your Twitter handle. Do you want people to follow you on Twitter? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the company is at the Stone Circle uh, with the the in there. Uh, I am John Texmo, uh, mostly because my name is really long, incomprehensible, unspellable, and impronounceable. And also I have two last names, so I didn't do my kids any favors. Uh, but Texmo is easy to remember. So J-O-N Texmo. Nice. I'm going to take a stab at your last name. I, I haven't said it. Is it Moffat? Uh, that's one of them. I have two last names. Yep, you got that one right. What's the other one? Uh, Texera or Teixeira, if you're Portuguese or from Boston. Or from Boston. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a history. <laughs> it's, again, long and complicated. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you're welcome to dive in if you want. <laughs> um so i i was i was born moffat my wife was born Texera, and then we just threw them both together and um we for whatever reason decided not to hyphenate and that makes it super complicated uh fun filled fact government computer systems don't like last names with spaces so me and everyone from puerto rico are just hosed uh which is unfortunate because <laughs> yeah they have a lot of dual last names um yeah, so it, it, Texera is the Americanized, Teixeira is the uh, original, uh, which is Portuguese. So my wife's family is Portuguese, and then there's some parts of uh, Massachusetts, uh, in particular New Bedford, that are very heavily Portuguese, and so there are Teixeiras everywhere, and everyone knows how to pronounce it. Everyone can spell it, and then you go a town over, and nobody knows what you're talking about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I joke because there was a Mark Teixeira who... Uh, was almost uh, on the Red Sox and then went to the Yankees, which uh, makes people from uh, Massachusetts very angry. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a Boston fan by marriage. Um, I grew up <laughs> in Connecticut, which means we are neutral ground. But I have been informed that I am now a Boston fan, so I'm a Boston fan. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's just one of those things. It was in the vows, yeah. Well, thank you so much, John, for coming on. That was a that was a blast. <laughs> thank you, thank you. This this is this is a lot of fun. Thank you very much for for setting this up. I I, I do like doing these things, I, even just to practice human interaction. But uh... Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's the main reason I'm doing this, I guess. You're always welcome on, and I'll see you out on Twitter. And good luck with Battle for Baturnia. <laughs> thank you. I thank say, you. I feel like I mess that up every time I say it. Baturnia. Baturnia. It's like Eternia, like a uh, He-Man. Oh, there that's we where, go. That'll help yeah, me. That's where we got it, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They're going to come after you now. They they know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to fight He-Man again. <laughs> Left some scars. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. You can follow me at Nerd Out with us. And if there is somebody that you would like to get to know better, or if you want to come on the show, at me and let me know or DM me. I would love to hear from you. I'm, I'll ask anybody to be a guest, no matter how big, no matter how small. You are welcome on the show. I would love to talk to you. I've got some really great guests coming up, and it's 
it's just always a blast talking to people and getting to know people. Hopefully you all enjoy getting to know people throughout the community as well. If you are enjoying it, I, I would appreciate a review. That would be great. Let me know. If there's things that I could do better, let me know. You know, at me or DM me and give me suggestions. Until next week, may the board games be with you.